0: I claim on earth what's coming from heaven, to be here any day. Oh, we can taste His promise, that is coming my way. Hello friends and welcome to the Growing in God's Word podcast with Dr. Jim and Joy McInnes. Our purpose is to bring to you encouraging teachings that will help you grow in your understanding of the Word of God. Yes, and today this is Pastor Jim here, and I want to take a verse that many of you know, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith! We want to talk about faith today. We can talk about it many times and and uh, different aspects of it. Faith, uh, uh, Strong's Concordance tells us that the word means in the Greek original conviction, confidence, trust, belief, reliance, and trustworthiness. All that applies to God. We have confidence. We trust. Uh, and this is what God is. And he is trustworthy. You know, I was listening to a, an interesting story and uh, kind of funny story about an, an old lady who was uh, wanted to go on a mission assignment to the Apache Indians out west. And when you go out there, if you ever driven out there, there'll be a gas station that says, last chance for gas for 100 miles or something like that, you know, 60 miles. So uh, she was so excited she missed it, and she ran out of gas about a mile down the road from the gas station. And so she started going back, but the only thing that she had to carry the gas was an old bedpan. And so she took the bedpan with her to the gas station, getting just enough gas so she could drive back to the gas station. As she was pouring gasoline out of the old metal bedpan, a truck driver came by and looked at her and said she's putting gas, he saw her putting, putting uh, some liquid into the gas tank. And he looked at her and said, Lady, I wish I had your faith. Because <laughs> he thought it was something else, huh? Well, how many know that faith is something that can be hard to understand at first until we understand the meaning of it. Faith is not just a a a simple, uh, well, I just believe. It's deeper. It's a deep conviction, a deep confidence, a trust that God is faithful to keep his word. Faith is actually believing that God can keep his word biblical definition is in Hebrews 1, 11, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, that's kind of like the reverse order of natural things. We say seeing is believing. Faith says believing is seeing. A.W. Tozer had an interesting explanation for this verse. He said, faith is seeing the invisible but not the non-existent. Some people think faith is believing in something that is not actually there. Biblical faith believes God when he tells us there is a reality which we cannot see. Faith means that we keep our eyes on God who controls circumstances, not on the circumstances themselves. I like that. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 is one of my favorite verses, and he puts it this way, Paul, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Uh, The New Living puts it like this, for we live by believing and not by seeing. The message, which is a paraphrase, but he says it like this, it's what we trust in, but do not yet see, that keeps us going. Faith is the foundation of a relationship and our walk with God. The Bible tells us without faith it's impossible to please God. And so we have to understand and remember uh, that we need this faith. What is one of the things about this faith? We just read it. It's the evidence of things not seen. Or substance is what it means. That's why the New King James adds the note on the word saying the realization of things not seen. Well, let me just go on with this because it, there's so much to understand and so much that I can't bring up in this short time. I just have to know that I met many people that really believed God. I remember Molly at our Jesus house in Sweden. We started the first Jesus house that I know of in, in Europe, in Gothenburg, in the early 70s. And um, one day, we had a visit from, uh, these, uh, Catholic, these, uh, Lutheran duds. They have a, a place in Germany that they work. It's really good, nice place. And after she had left, um, Marlene, one of our girls in the kitchen, she said, Jim, I think God wants us to have some vitamins. So I think we're going to pray for oranges. And I thought, well, sure. We can pray for orange 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 juice, is what she said. I'm praying for orange juice. I said, sure. Well, I thought she's going to the store and, and buying, you know, uh orange concentrate that they have there, and you mix it with water. Uh, you would never think of whole oranges because that is so expensive in Sweden, and especially to make orange juice. But she started praying for oranges, real oranges. And all of a sudden, after about no, I don't know, half hour, a taxi pulls up, out runs the sister who had just been with us, Sister Fonduella, and she comes running in with this big bag of oranges. She said, Jim, where's Molly? I said, she's up in the kitchen. Well, I was on my way to the airport, got to catch my flight back to Germany, and the Lord just spoke in my heart. I just felt this burden. I got to buy oranges for Molly. Here's the oranges. Goodbye. And she ran out to the tax, taxi, and I was sitting there with this Big bag of oranges in my, my hand. And I'm saying, God, you think I need to increase my faith like mornings? And I sure did. I learned that day that God can answer in fantastic ways because he is a God who's there. One of the greatest apostles of faith, uh, was George Mueller in Bristol, England. He had one of the first, uh, um, orphanages. And he has whole books about uh, how he trusted God. He kept a diary and how God came through. And it was so amazing. If you read it, one time day the children uh had no breakfast. He just got them all together and he said, okay, we're going to have breakfast. Let's thank God for it already. And all of a sudden, the uh, a milkman came in and said, "Listen, my my milk truck just broke out outside, and and I I, I got to go home and fix it. Uh, I can't deliver the milk. Do you want milk?" He said, "Thank you." A little bit later, the baker ran in and said, "Listen, I made way too much today, and it's going to spoil. I'm going to give it to you." And so he said to the children, "See, God." answers our prayers. We trust Him. Usually we don't see such a dramatic thing like that instantly, but we need to trust that God hears and God is there. So when the Bible says that we, faith is things not seen, it literally means, uh, things not yet seen. Faith is that, that we have trusting in god it's not wishful thinking it's based on god's word faith says whether i see it presently understand it intellectually experience it immediately i know that god says he'll do what he will do so in hebrews eleven six, which i talked about a few seconds ago he says but without faith it's impossible to please god for he who comes to god must believe that he is Now, most of you listening here, you'll go, yeah, 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 I believe that God is. That's why you're listening. But there's more to the verse. You're not just pleasing God, believing that he exists. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God not only wants us to have faith that he is, but faith that he is our father who reward us that seek him and love him he wants to build a relationship with us of trust and in that trust as a loving father that we have a trust that he will reward us as we seek his face for those who walk in faith there's a reward it says he's a rewarder what is that reward well, it could be different. Many different situations. Many times when we pray for things like Molly's oranges, and many other things that we pray in our life, or just being faithful. We know the Bible says that He'll reward. I firmly believe that all the years I've been preaching for over fifty years, and 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 I tell you, sometimes it's been hard, and sometimes I've got struggles, but I really believe that God rewards it. I may not see it now, and he's rewarded me so much with so many things. But He, I know that when I see him face to face, what I long for is him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And then enter in. Enter in the reward. Enter into all that I have for you. So there's different types of rewards, present and the future. And God wants us to understand and have faith in him that he is faithful, and that he will do that. Romans one seventeen says, The just shall live by faith. That's what Martin Luther and John Wesley were taken by this verse. The just shall live. You see, faith is just not a one-time thing. We live by it. It's a constant action. Every day we live by faith. But do we really believe? Uh, I laugh at a story that I read years ago. And it was a story about a small town in America that there was no liquor stores or nightclubs. And eventually, however, a nightclub was built right on Main Street. And one of the churches in the area was so disturbed, they conducted a several-night, all-night prayer meeting and asked the Lord to burn down the nightclub. Well, that's not too nice, is it? But but they were praying that. Lightning struck the nightclub in a short time later, and it was completely destroyed by fire. The owner, knowing what they'd done, that they had this all-night prayer meeting, he, and how the believers had prayed, he sued the church for damages. His attorney, claim, attorney claimed that their prayer had caused the lightning and the fire. The church people, on the other hand, hired a labor, a lawyer, and contested the charges. During the trial, the judge declared, well, It's the opinion of this court that the owner of the nightclub is the one who really believes in prayer while the church members do not (laughs) because they were hiring someone to say it's not their fault. Well, that's kind of comical in a way, but what I want to underline with that is that sometimes we say, I believe, but like the disciples, Lord, help my unbelief. That's a valid prayer from the disciples, but sometimes. We need to learn and to grow in faith and to walk in faith. Faith is something we grow in. We just don't turn one day into super faith. What happens is we. everyone is given a portion of faith, the Bible says. When you come to Jesus, everyone's given a portion. Those are the seed of faith in your life. And then as we walk in God and trust in God, it grows and it grows. And when you see that God answers your prayer, you see that God moves in your life, you see how faithful he is. It gets stronger and it's stronger because God is very passionate about keeping his word. You know, David talks about in Psalm 15, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? In other words, who live in your presence? Who may dwell in your holy hill? Who want, who can be there? And he gives, uh, different things. He will walks uprightly, works righteousness. And then he comes to 4B. And this is the last one in the list. And, and, and thinking of the way Hebrew is, that means the most important here. It says, he who swears to his own hurt and does not change. The living says, and he who keeps their promise even when it hurts. Why is God so passionate that we, if we want to learn his character, if we want to abide in his tabernacle, if we want to live in his presence, we need to be a people that keep our word. Why? Because that's his character. He wants us to know he keeps his word. And when we trust him, that's walking in faith. Corrie Ted Boom, if you know Corrie Ted Boom, who went to the concentration camps in, in Germany because her family had uh, protected uh, Jews, uh, and she wrote the book, The Hiding Place, that was made into a movie. She said, if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. If you look at Christ, you'll be at rest." All, it all depends on where you got your eyes. Let's get our eyes on Jesus. The kind of faith Hebrews is describing is active faith. And an active faith that believe that when we please him, when we, we, we seek him, he will reward us. Well, let's go on with this, because uh, like I said, there's so much we could talk about in faith. And we don't have that much time, but it's so important we learn this. Because a faith is, some people say, I don't have faith, Pastor, I don't have it. But everyone's given a portion. My question to, to them is, have you exercised? Have you watered that faith? Have you let it grow? Ephesians 6.13 says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all stand. And you know what it says, a shield of faith. Now, how do we ignite our faith? How do we let it grow? It says in Romans 10, 17, So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Hopefully you will received some faith by hearing today. And the best hearing you can do is by the word of God. D.L. Moody, that great evangelist from the 1800s, said, I prayed for faith and thought that someday it would come down and strike me by lightning. But faith didn't seem to come. One day I read in Romans that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. I, I had, up to this time, closed my Bible and prayed for faith. Now I opened my Bible, began to study, and faith has been growing ever since. You see, that's exactly what you need to do. Open your Bible. Fill yourself with the Word of God. Dare to believe God that he keeps his word. Jesus said, Matthew seventeen twenty, in New Living Translation, Jesus told them, I tell you the truth, if you had faith, even as a small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. Wow, that wasn't much, was it? He's just saying the power of faith. Dare to trust God, dare to walk in faith, dare to grow in faith. I like that part, for with God, nothing is impossible. Well, let me just give you an illustration on that. Because when I first went to Sweden, we were staying in a borrowed um, apartment, and people were getting saved, and we had no place really to meet. And there was... Right in the middle where we were staying, there was this, uh, what is it, free titsus? It was a free time house that, that you have to build when you make apartments and stuff to be like a, a place where teenagers, people could go, an activity house. And we, it was empty. So I asked, can we use that for, uh, a Jesus house, a place to meet? And they said no, because, uh, people get beat up there. So I went down to the, uh, The city, and I said, listen, you have this house called the bubble, and I'm asking, can we use it for uh, a Jesus house? They said, who do you think you are? I said, I'm Jim McGinnis. They said, you know that the, when we sent social workers there, they got beat up. When the police came to help, and the police at that time, they didn't have weapons, just their stick, you know, baton, and even some of the police were attacked and you think you can have that house? I said, yes. Okay, under one condition. You let anybody in. I said, anybody can come as long as they're not high on drugs or drug. You know, we used that the whole time and had never had a problem like that there. God used it, and then it got going so much, we had so many people, we looked for another place. And this would become later the, the real Jesus house, the first Jesus house I know of in Europe at that time. And what happened is, is that when we, um, they told me, Jim, there is a, a church in town that's empty and we want to give it to you. The pastors do under one condition you join a denomination. You can join anyone you want. And I have taught at Methodist seminary, Baptist seminary, after that, I've always worked with the denominations. But I really felt the Lord tell me that I needed to go work with them all. So I didn't want to join one denomination, I wanted to work with them all. And I said, the Jesus house should be a place where anybody could feel welcome to come and not be identified by a denomination. Well, they said, no, you can't have the house then. And my friend, George Svensson, he, he was actually crying. He said, Jim, you'll have no place to go. You'll be on the street. I said, no, we, we're going to trust God. He's going to open a door for us, but we only have three or four days. I said, we're believing God because we had gone on weeks this searching for a house. So he said, I'll make one more phone call. He made one phone call and there was an old train station they were going to tear down. They're planning to tear it down in three months, but the city said you can loan it for three months. And so we took it. We had the Jesus house there. It became well known. And today, uh, what is it, almost 50 years later, that house is still standing. It's still standing. They never tore it down. It's not a Jesus house now, and because we gave it up and moved down to the country and to Torp, It was a farm, and that's where we built our center. But uh, that, that, that so-called, we only can use it three months. They're going to tear it down even today. It stands. God is a God that hears our prayer. Well, anyway, I just wanted to share some stories and get you thinking about faith. We walk by faith not by sight. If I look around me, oh man, there's a lot of bad stuff going on. I say, God, why? What's going on? David said, why do the heathen rage? What's going on? But behind the scenes, God's at work, and I trust him. I trust him, and that's faith. Faith is to trust him. Well, anyway, I just wanted to share that with you today. And I'm just praying that your faith will increase, just like if you're training your muscles, you just start, you just exercise, and it gets stronger and stronger. So my prayer for you today is to grow in faith, walk in faith, and trust God. Father, come and fill me up. Let your spirit come. Praise. Flood me with your love I claim on earth what's coming from heaven To be here any day Oh, what can taste His promise That is coming my way